When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. What would Brady do? Hmm? Hit the wrong button. Sorry about that. There it is. Now we're cooking with gas. It's time now for What Would Brady Do? The weekly problem-solving of one Brady Bogan, the most moral man in all of Phoenix, sits in front of you every week, and you ask him questions about your life and how he can fix them. And a lot of the times he does. Although we very rarely hear from people after the fact, which means there's probably a ton of suicide. <laughs> I'm just assuming. A lot of people are like, They're fixed. Didn't work, man. Uh, what would Brady do is brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond. Spent our time there on Saturday. A bunch of you guys came out there. It was awesome to be there. And uh, we thank everybody who showed up and was super kind to us and to the gang over there at Mo Money Pond, Eric and Byron and all of them. Everybody there was awesome. So thanks for having us. Uh, and as always, MoMoneyPond.com is where you go. Check out all the stuff. Let me tell you right now, if you want to go there, what time is it, Brady? A grind time. That's, That's right. right. They have a medallion from a rapper, and it is like a billion diamonds, and it says grind time, and it's a clock. And some dude's got it there. And I'm probably talking out of school. That guy's going to want it back. It's a record label, right? That's the name of it? Or yeah, is that Grind the name Time Entertainment? Because I got the is picture it? of yeah. it with it. Yeah. Did you put it up on our page? No, I oh, can't. it's so good. Grind. But I wouldn't know just in case that guy gets mad. Yeah, that's like, true. He, he just got it up. But I looked at it. I'm like, Eric, how much is Grind Time? And he told me the price. I'm like, that's going to sit there for another day. Yeah, Grind Time Entertainment. <laughs> it's expensive. He, he brought in a matching chain, too, to go along. That, yeah. Uh, a oh, one pound the rope? chain. Yeah. And the grind time thing was really cool, and he had it appraised and everything. I'm like, Jesus, that's you're not messing around. That's a legit rapper, yeah. Flavor Flav size medallion. I don't know that would look good on me, but I'd like oh, to yeah, spend a day with. I think I think it fits exactly how I dress. Yeah, it's right on. Uh, are you ready, Brady? Ready. All right, thanks, Mo Money Pond. Dear Brady, my friend just told me he's an illegal. Ooh, we're just talking about that wall. Uh, he is a Mexican uh, gentleman, but he speaks perfect English. I would have never known. He was even in Mexico, let alone from there. Uh, he asked me a long time ago if uh, he could trust me if I gave him some information. I said, of course. And then he told me, yeah, I've, I got here when I was a kid. Uh, we have never gotten papers and everything else. Blah, blah, blah. Two months later, he breaks up with his girlfriend. 
comes to me again, says, I need help, man, and asked if he could stay at my house. I said, sure. He's been there for three weeks. I feel just horrible. He can stay. He's actually a great roommate, but I want him out uh, because I feel like I can get in trouble for harboring an illegal. (laughs) What would you do, Rich? It's a great question, really. Got an illegal buddy, and he's a friend you didn't even know. Stay. You let him stay? I have a roommate, yeah. You let. What if he does something and gets in, like, he does get busted? Yeah, I don't know how that you works. You had no either. idea. Yeah, you didn't yeah, know. You just played dumb. How would you know? Yeah, it's a good idea. So play ignorant there. And have you confirmed that? He says he's illegal. You've Who seen the paperwork about that? on that? There's no paperwork on being illegal. <laughs> Here, here's all my paperwork. I went through the process of being illegal. <laughs> now, if he's using that story as he needs your help and it's well, like, he's not oh, saying I that. feel for that. I know. I'm saying yeah. it's not being that way, but... Like if he's got cocaine in your house or something, he's doing terrible stuff and drawing the eye of the law to your now house. Now you might want to move on to yeah. your roommate. I mean, if he comes running in with a ski mask on every Friday and goes, thanks for a place to stay, bro. Like, what have you been doing? Don't worry about it. Then, yeah, but that's not so much illegal as it is you've got a criminal in your house. I'm just glad he made it over that wall. <laughs> I got a guy who's mad at me about that. He says, uh, John, stop spouting ignorance. The wall was not built uh, to cruelly kill or injure illegal immigrants. It was political red meat for lowbrow thinkers. That's true. And then he says, look in the mirror. Well, there's no reason for that. Jeez. I'm not for the wall. I thought the wall was the stupidest idea ever, but that doesn't make it go away just because I don't want it there. You don't have kids, but if you had to immigrate to America to find a better life for your dogs and wife fleeing your South American country where you had limited choices due to American meddling, uh, would you let a wall stop you? Yeah, like if I couldn't climb it, I let walls stop me all the time. They're too tall. I got two fake hips, man. I got to be super careful. Uh, and it says, I don't know if you've looked around, but we could use the help. We're at full, full employment and a lot of lowest rung jobs are going unfulfilled. Yeah, I say that stuff all That's the time. That's true. Me and uh, Robert, you and I agree more than we don't. That's why I'm saying, you know, I say they're to- necessary, but all I'm saying is it's personal responsibility. Once you're half up a 30-foot wall and you fall off, it's not the wall's fault. I get it that they're coming here for a better life. That's not up for debate. But when a wall's in front of you, eh, go around it, especially if you're pregnant. Yeah, it wasn't designed to cruelly hurt people. It was designed to deter them them from trying to climb it. And if they start to climb it, there's a good possibility they're going to get cruelly hurt. He and I agree more than not. He's just mad at me because I said it was funny when they fall off (laughs) because it is. Uh, Brady, my girlfriend won't tell her dad I'm half black. Does this mean she's not serious about me? I do look very white. My mom was light-skinned, and my dad is complete cracker. I'm not even tan by white standards. Honestly, I don't even think my employer knows, which is probably why I have the job, you racists. Wow. <laughs> what would Brady do? Levin. Your name is Levin? You're black. I thought it was Noah. There's no apostrophe after the L. There's no half there. Le-even? No, I would uh, definitely find out, because if... Uh, where her dad stands or the reason why you're afraid to tell your dad. Yeah. And if there's racism involved, you're going to have a tough time dating the daughter. Yeah, it's going to get ugly. What difference does it make, though? If he doesn't know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, just keep hammering his yeah. little white daughter. Yeah, I'm right. And keep putting it in that yeah, princess. Until the, you know, the wedding. Yeah. And the parents get together. Oh, when you meet the, the first parents. time. Well, even then, though, he says the mom's somewhat chalky, I guess. I don't know. You said she's light. This is my mom, Megan yeah. Thee Stallion. But, but there have been. <laughs> she shows up like, what the? 
But right, that's, you that's your life, <laughs> no, though, no. with him and vice versa. Right. Because there there are plenty of uh, parents out there that don't like the, the groom. Sure. There's also... And there's a racist side of it yeah, when there's just, yeah. I don't like the guy. There's also a factor that she just might be with you in the most... To piss him off? The most tame way ever. Like, she picked the... Like the most acceptably black-looking person ever that her dad wouldn't know, and then she's going to spring it on her dad. Like you might be a social experiment here. That when they get in their next fight, and she goes, "You don't even know my boyfriend's black." Like that's a whole thing to say. If the skin color doesn't match, you liked him until you found out this. So you might be some sort of odd test. It's worthwhile the discussion with her and saying, "Why are you afraid?" Yeah. And are you trying to do something here? Yeah. Have the parents over. Say, I want to have your parents over for a barbecue. And, I mean, make that thing collard greens and, like, go full-on black meal. (laughs) And when they start asking questions, just go, what's my heritage? Like, you let them know. Refrigerator full of 40 ounces. Yeah, just 40s, old English. Just be as as stereotypically black for a day as possible and invite the family over. Rap playing lightly in the background. Nothing crazy. Maybe Cool J or something like that. And then have the dad just ask, what is the – what is the theme here tonight? And then spring it on him. Dad could like LL. You could you could actually like change a racist's mind. Yeah, that, that you truly are colorblind because you don't you're you're culturally appropriating without trying. Did anybody ever tell like you ever tell your mom and dad if you were dating a half black girl if you could get away with it? No, yeah. I um. Well, how I, about that? I brought a. I did take a half black girl to uh, <laughs> my spring formal in yeah, uh, your parents at college, right? And she came over and, and let uh, me ask stayed you this. With us Here's a real overnight question. at the house. Different room though. You didn't yeah, sleep with her. Yeah, no. You didn't sixty nine. No. All right. All right. Uh, would you have taken her with your parents over to that country club you guys were part of? In a heartbeat. Nah, he you would have been allowed to. I don't know. That would have been different. Like, the, uh, like how would they have how felt? How would that have gone over? No problem. Because my really? dad was doing it while he was a member. With he your would, date? Oh, my God. No, not with my date, unfortunately. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Let me take this sweet little lady over there and show her. No, up. he'd bring um, guests over to play golf. Right, guests to play golf, but like at a formal where you're Which actually was dating. Knowing that you know it would rattle some of the Right, members. he tried to rattle them. I don't know if he's trying to. He's like, let's just play golf. Right. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, but if his son is dating someone in that culture of that country club, which was oh, there's a t- definitely you know, transitional a- at the time, right? Yeah, like when you were a teenager, one. that probably wasn't the most uh, accepted thing. By there. the time it was the 70s. I was a teenager, right? Archie Griffin was the okay. It was the, well, you were a teenager, but that's when they first yeah. allowed people of color in your place. Yeah, so it would have been. There's probably a lot of old guards sitting in there, and I wouldn't have liked that. Probably gave your dad a ration. 
I'm sure when Archie walked in the first day of being a member, they threw him the car, the key, yeah. the keys to the car, and yeah. bark it. What yeah. are you doing? I'm a member but here. Archie Griffin was allowed in because he was an Ohio State two-time Heisman yeah. Trophy winner. It wasn't because he wasn't, wasn't allowed when he won the first Heisman. Right, had to get he two. He got second, <laughs> you're in. Right, he's an Ohio State legend. I didn't see a lot of Archie's friends following him in the door, right? Yeah, that's how country so. clubs work. I, I don't in the know. I it's not your fault, but that's yeah. true. I just wonder how that would have worked in and amongst it. I bet you this girl's parents are older. My parents, um, you know, but the grandparents. Oh, it was tough because well, my sure. mom's uh, sister married, uh, eloped uh, with a Jewish guy. They're a Catholic family. Trouble. Oh, my nightmare! God. Now imagine if it was Sammy Davis Jr. Good lord. <laughs> A black Jewish guy? How well of that would have gone? Oh, that would have been a nightmare. You lived in a lily white bubble, so it would have been a little weird for a lot of the people, not saying your parents, but it might have made them go, ah, I'd rather not stir this fire. We had two black families living in Arlington at the same time throughout my. But <laughs> Doesn't make it get over two, someone had to move Yeah, out. somebody had to go. That's a quota. That's, that's, a called. Quota. that's called a quota, Brady. And one of the black families was Archie Griffin, two-time Heisman Trophy Award winner, which is astronomical when you think about it. It's weird because you, you don't go back too far before that conversation that that guy just emailed about. It's not too far from us. No, it's not. It's still that way for sure in yeah. families that whatever the, uh, you know, coming from a different country sometimes. Different religions oh, yeah. are big. Religions, races. It's weird when you start getting into that. I was just telling somebody about that uh, shooting in Norway in 2011 when the Norwegian government made it okay for people who weren't Norwegian to marry Norwegians. And then that guy went on the that island. domino fell down. Yeah, he shot 77. He killed 77 people. He shot like 300 people. Blew, blew a car up, blew in a building up, went on some ferry dressed as a cop. Went to this place and just started lighting people up because he was like, we got to keep this thing Norwegian. Sure. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, dear Brady, uh, I kind of stepped in something here. I bought a business from a Mormon family in Mesa. Not a surprise. It's a soda business. Has a standalone location. Just added a food truck and we're doing events. My issue is I've noticed people seem to be booking us because they think we're still Mormon. Here we go. And I haven't necessarily told anybody otherwise. Should I or do I have to be up front with them, uh, with who's booking us or frequenting our store? I mean, I'm not lying and saying I am Mormon, but I'm wondering if I should put something on our website. Uh, but at the same time, business is good. Uh, I'm worried it might tank because uh, they all come up and say they support Mormon-owned businesses. What say you, Brady? Just <laughs> oh, keep, keep doing your business. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were at a business and somebody goes, it's good that this Jewish-owned business is doing so well, you wouldn't go, I'm not Jewish. Um, no, I'm, but I'm going to hire some Jewish people to work there. <laughs> Shalom. <laughs> You're gonna Same with the LDS. Further put up the front. Gonna have LDS people working. I'm sure in that neighborhood they're, they're it probably wouldn't be a phenomenal workers. But it's still not Mormon-owned. But if you have enough there, you still – if you have a couple employees – yeah, they're still getting ten percent of that action. Let me tell you this: that's more money to the church. It's that's business. If I'm running a business and a bunch of Mormons are coming up to me, saying, "Oh, bless you, brother John, for this wonderful soda shop," I'd be like, "God bless you," and I'd be like, "Underdog," I'd, I'd bite their nickel and I'd put it in the in the till. It's money. That's all you care about. I'm not going to go out of my way and go, "Sorry, Mormons, I'm atheist," and lose their cash. Yeah, 
I don't know if business is that good. I'm going to put some funny underwear on and just, <laughs> yeah, just right. hang out around the store. <laughs> I might be handing out like pamphlets with each soda. <laughs> Welcome, brother. <laughs> so good to have a Mormon-owned business. I'd be, bless you, sir. You're a humble and lovable little Mormon underdog. I think I might know the business, too, but I'm not going to say Of course you do. It's a food truck. You know what they're doing. Just by that slight And there's only a handful of those soda places around. I don't even know what that is. What is it, 1950s, the soda shop? Yeah, but they make all these different recipes in the How many the do you sodas. need? Have you been down the soda aisle? I can't even find the Coca-Cola I need anymore. Coke Zero is but every flavor in the world. They'll blend it with, like, you'll love it, coconut milk. Uh-huh. Like the- don't they carry, like, the, the vintage stuff, too? Like, uh, like Jolt Soda oh, and all that Jolt. kind of stuff? Yeah, like the, I know I think- there's a pop shop in uh, Scottsdale does that. No kidding. I stick to my goods. I got Diet Dr. Pepper, which is quickly being taken out by this Dr. Pepper Zero. A little cherry on top there. That stuff's good. I'm not a big fan of the. Somebody just showed me downstairs. Heather just showed me the, the blueberry Dr. Pepper. Like, they, like wow. the flavors are insane now. You can get anything. So I didn't even heard, I've never even heard of a soda shop. But yeah, I mean, if you're running Porkopolis and somebody goes, it's good that you're doing this for all of us Protestants. You're not going to say, I'm not Protestant. That dude money spends. If you realize he's not coming anymore unless he thinks you're Mormon-owned, you let him ride that out. I needed to out. get that out there Absolutely. more because I had a um, Mormon investor at Porkopolis. You did? Yeah. Well, there you go. Perfect. And if you were like sitting there running a shop and somebody came in and said, you're a good Jewish boy, Brett, it's good to have Jew-owned things, you'd be like, shalom, brother. You're damn right. Hey, give me your cash. I'll show him Jewish. Give me that money. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to tell anybody your religion, what business you I are. I have free bagels for everybody. They're the bigots, by the way, if they only shop at Mormon businesses. They're the racists. They're the ones who are not racist, but, you know, judgmental pricks. You won't eat delicious soda and food truck food unless a Mormon owns it? I mean, I understand support. They support it. the community as much as they can. But, but if you yeah, stopped sure. going because of that, that's bigotry. You know, I understand uh, supporting a black-owned store, but if a white guy bought it and everything was the same and you didn't go anymore, that's racist, right? Or vice versa. Like if the white guy owned it and the black guy bought it and you don't go there anymore because black people own it, you're a racist. Who cares who owns the store? I don't. I've never once gone, where's the owner? What's his religion, race? and what? I just Is it good or not? Call me crazy, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. Palestinian chicken is unbelievable. (laughs) I'm in. I don't even know what that is. And if it's good, I don't care who owns it. As long as it's not like called all our proceeds go to the Taliban. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I might be supporting the wrong thing. Don't don't announce your side. There's a chance I might not go. But yeah, you support things when they start barking. But I don't care what religion you are. If it's tasty, it's tasty. In fact, I can't tell you I know one religion or color of an owner of a place I frequent. I, not even, not like just off the top of my head, I don't know. I've, I've met owners before, I'm sure, but I'm like, I don't care. In fact, normally it bothers me. I'm like, what? Leave me alone. I'm trying to eat without meeting new people. Yeah, I don't care. I don't like most religions, but if you make a tasty steak, I'm going. A sauce is made at a kosher facility. Okay. I don't even care what that means doesn't affect me. It affects All somebody natural. who cares about that. Okay. Is it kosher? I thought that was blessed by a rabbi. Yeah, and yeah. that too. Your barbecue sauce blessed by a rabbi? 
Yeah, the facility. Oh, oh, oh the facility is. Yeah. Which covers everything. That covers I could, all the bases. I could um, pay, write a check. I think it's 1500 bucks. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. And have the actual um, you worry me. You said kosher logo on there. You said you're you're talking present tense. You're still bottling this stuff, Brady. Did you? Have you been back in the sauce business? Maybe. Oh, for Christ's sake! Didn't you learn your lesson? You had a warehouse of it for two years. So good. (sighs) It doesn't mean it's. (laughs) You can make it at home. Oh, Brady. Not like those Jews make it, man. <laughs> they do. They do pump out a nice kosher sauce, but for crying out loud. Peter's unbelievable. What's wrong with you? Just have Larry come oh, over and bless you. You'll be good fine. Good Lord. Yeah. Have Larry lay Doesn't hands Doesn't mean I have it. a warehouse full. Oh, but you're gonna. I've seen how this movie ends, and it ends with a warehouse full of old the- sauce you're giving to everybody. I got so sick of sauce, it was ridiculous. Every time I turned around, I heard clanking bottles as you were handing it out to more people. You're back in. This is like Godfather 3. This is going to be a nightmare. Oh, Brady. Well, good luck this time. It's not a go all the way yet. (laughs) Yet. I'm worried about you. This is a terrible decision. Just mark, write down the time I said that. The sauce was good. The sauce is fantastic. How did it do? Did well. Yeah, well, then why'd we stop? Because the sauce loaned money to poor goblins. Oh, there you go. It got eaten alive. Walk away. You're alive from it. Oh. Will you just stick to what you're good at? Six nine. Come on, Brady. Six nine. It's coming sauce. out the now, six nine. You put nine out the six nine sauce. Who <laughs> can chew? That's right. I don't understand that. Uh, it's nine thirty three. Oh, my little friend, diving back in. If you open another restaurant, it's not a go. If you open another restaurant, I'm going to bubble wrap you and throw you uh, off top. I of can the tell you that that won't. It's not happen. happening. Don't do it twice. Uh, it's nine thirty three. There you go, everybody. That is what Brady did. Brought to you by Mo Money Pond. Thank you, everyone. And Brady, you did great until we were talking about you, and then it went haywire. <laughs> Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, "Fully erect." You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.